What keeps me standing is the result of that book. I received letters from the state of New York all the way to Hawaii, both sides of Canada. Throughout the Caribbean, I even got a letter from a black grandmother in Ghana, West Africa. Let's get this party started right. I read you one letter. January 4th, 1999, Hampton, Virginia. This grandmother entitled her letter, Where There Is Hope, There Is Life. At some point in life, you'll be faced with a crisis that seems so overwhelming, it will shake you to the core. A loved one dies, a marriage crumbles, disease strikes, a child goes astray, or life savings are squandered. But this I know, into each life, a little rain is going to fall. In January 1992, I was diagnosed with cancer. Following surgery, I faced months of chemotherapy. Each treatment lasted four hours and left me so weak I needed assistance just to function. I lost my appetite as well as weight in my hair. Well, that came out in clumps. Being bald was the least of my worries. I had to learn to inject myself as part of the treatment to keep my white blood cell count up. To be honest, Cleveland, Ohio, success networking, I didn't know if I was going to make it. I had nearly given up hope in my hour to need. The Lord spoke to me as he so often does, and I thought, this is not the end. I mean, what can cancer do? Cancer cannot control my outlook. Cancer cannot steal my faith. Cancer cannot invade my spirit. It will not erase my memories and it will not shatter my hope. Where there's hope, there's life, and I choose to live. I thank God to be able to wake up each morning and move under my own power, but if I didn't, Cleveland, I'm confident I can handle it. There's still hope for me, and if not for me, then for someone else. I would instruct my doctors to give my eyes to the boy who cannot see, to give my ears to the little girl who cannot hear, to give my heart to the woman who has known nothing but pain, and to give my kidneys to the child chained to dialysis. Regardless of your circumstances, you have so much to hope for. Marie Burnett, come to the edge, she said. They said, we are afraid. Come to the edge, he said. They came, he pushed them, and they flew. Let others lead small lives, but not you. Let others cry over small hurts, but not you. Let others leave their future in someone else's hands, but not you. Well, I want to take my time, my little feeble remarks, 20 minutes or so. I'm an open book. You know what I've done. I'm no secret. Some of you have read parts of my first book or third book, What Makes the Great Great. You know that when I got my fancy PhD degree from Northwestern University. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I certainly knew what I didn't want to do. At the time, I didn't want to be like many of my colleagues, ran off from Chicago, Washington, D.C., wanted to work in one of the federal administrations. I didn't want to do that. Ironically, I didn't want to go the corporate route, though I did work in corporate America for 10 years until I finished my first book. What was more ironic, I didn't even want to teach. And here I am, just a B-school professor, and I'm completely fulfilled by that. All I wanted to do, I wanted to find the answers to two questions. Question number one, why does one person succeed while another fails? And question number two, why is one individual rich and wealthy while another is impoverished?
So I carved out a list of 50 peak performers, high achieving black entrepreneurs, black men and women who carved their name on the tablet of success. They didn't know me, but I knew them and I was going to meet and interview them at point blank range. Well, that list grew from 50 to 100, from 100 to 150. I quit counting at 150 interviews. You name them, I probably interviewed them. What makes the great great? I asked Percy Sutton, owner of the Apollo Theater. He says, if you have but one wish, let it be for an idea. What makes the great great? I asked Quincy Jones, the famed musical producer. I said, Mr. Jones, lay it on me. He says, success occurs when your critics respect you, when your children love you, when you have peace of mind. What makes the great great? I went in and interviewed Mae Jemison, first black woman in outer space. I said, my God, Dr. Jemison, a physician and an astronaut too, when did you get that idea? She said, I knew exactly what I want to be at age eight. I said,